It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. We will, we will rock you. Sing in. We will, we will rock you. Everybody. We will, we will rock you. We will, we will rock you. All right. Hey. I used to bite my tongue and hold my breath. Talking about feral cats and internet. So I sat quietly, agreed politely, I guess that I forgot I had a choice, wildlife it needs a worldwide voice, I have a microphone, not leaving this alone, you let them out and they kill birds, already brushing off my words, no litter box shitting all around. Toxoplasmosis infects the ground No DNR, get hit by cars Responsible as you think you are Keep them indoors, no wildlife war You think that you own a tiger A hunter, squished by a tire Help protect wildlife So please keep your cat indoors Keep your cat indoors Your cat's not a lion Cause their tolerance is zero You let them out and they kill birds Already brushing off my words No litter box shitting all around Toxoplasmosis disinfects the ground No TNR can hit by car Responsible you think you are Keep them indoors, no wildlife war You think that you own a tiger A hunter to squish by a
following broadcast may contain mature subject matter and extreme awesomeness. Listen at your own risk. Attention, jungle junkies and new listeners worldwide. It's time for the world famous Urban Jungles Radio. The Urban Jungles Radio Show. With your host, Danny Mendez, the Beastmaster, and Andy Lee. Prepare to enter a new stream of consciousness, higher level of awareness, and an overabundance of awesomeness. Streaming live at the speed of light from the worldwide interweb, straight to your brain's core. It's the world famous Urban Jungles Radio. That's right. Big excited. Chunkies, I don't even know what the hell you are. That's how excited I am this evening. Welcome, welcome to uh, to the show known as Urban Jungles Radio, your favorite mind. And um, of course, with me this evening is the one and only our producer at large, who's um, currently on a secret mission in the Badlands of Wisconsin. Are there Badlands in Wisconsin, Gacy? I wouldn't say Badlands. Closest you would get is maybe Lacrosse. <laughs> Casey, how the hell are you? Welcome back. We haven't had you on in a long, long time. It's always wonderful to hear you on the air, on this side, of course, being the mastermind behind a lot of what happens here at Urban Jungles Radio. We tend to lock you up, but every now and then we like to let you out and, and let you enjoy the rays of sunshine on that that glorious and well-hydrated skin of yours, Casey. Thank you. You know, just doing what I do, what what the UJR world needs me to do. It's not That's bad easy. being caged up, though, once in a while. Oh, we treat you well, and, and, and I'm glad this Stockholm Syndrome has set in. So thank you very much for um, sitting in with me this evening. I know Andy had to go on a bit of a secret mission himself this weekend and couldn't be here in studio, but... Not to be outdone, my man, of course. Sorry, man, just to show up um, for one brief moment, putting aside all of his his important secret service, FBWCCQRL department of the exterior work our sides by andy how are you andy i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> hey buddy <laughs> how are you man how how what's uh where, where where are you can you tell us where you are where in the world you are right now can you discuss it where in the world is andy v um i'm in the uh i'm in the midwest right now i'm uh, i'm soaking up some some sun and uh enjoying the uh the beautiful 45 degree weather in the midwest mm, that's, all I'm gonna say. that's all i'm gonna say Lovely, my friend. Well, you yeah. do what you have to do, and uh, please come back safely. But I understand that you have a side mission this evening, which is why you've given us an appearance this evening. I have. I do have a mission. Um, this is a uh, this is a very uh, very secretive mission that I was um, I was given this morning, and uh, I know the the uh, the message itself is going to blow up in the next ten minutes. So I got to get this out of here as as fast as possible. So. Our uh, our wonderful excuse me our wonderful friend Scott Iper all the way from down under Australia Oz the the beautiful land that it is has uh, 
has challenged me to sing his wonderful, lovely wife, Ty Iper, a happy birthday song, and uh, to do it better than, than your attempt, as he says, at a piss-poor birthday wish to him last week. So. All right, well, cool. Go ahead, my man. You, you go at, at your leisure. At my leisure. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, uh, do it in a, in a very, um, very comfortable, very sensual kind of, kind of voice. I hope uh, Scott doesn't, doesn't mind that. Uh, and Gacy, just calm yourself down, okay? Just relax a little bit. So here we go. Oh, I'm lounging like a lizard. <laughs> oh, I know that's a fact. Okay. Let me, let me, excuse me, let me clean up my, uh, my vocal cords. I'm in. Okay. All right. I think I'm ready. Ready? Okay. All right, man. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear John. Happy birthday to you. Wow, NDV coming through, helping us to lose all of our Australian listeners one person at a time. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. Now, uh, now let me get back to my secret message over here in the uh, in the beautiful Midwest. And uh, love you guys. Have a good BBC. show tonight. Huh? That was, was the action. Was it DBW? I mm-hmm. It was. It was. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> oh good lord God help us <laughs> Alright you wonderful Wonderful gentlemen My friends My brothers My lovers Have yourself a wonderful evening And I will uh, Talk to everyone Next week Have a good show guys Alright uh, bro Be safe We'll talk to you next week man Later man <laughs> That was the uh, The illustrious Andy V Woohoo So, Gizzy, we uh, we haven't caught up with you in a while. What, pray tell, have you been experiencing in the past few months that you and the mother deem fit to share with the Urban Jungles Radio Jungle Junkies across the globe? Well, Daniel, I've been up to all sorts of things. Mostly work, but I do get out into the wildlands of the Midwest and get to herp around a bit. And unintentionally, I've accidentally experienced double Ds in the past three restaurants I've been to. It's been quite refreshing, but also chilling. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is wonderful, my friend. Goals, goals, keep them going. You know, I I didn't get a chance to really tell you this. Of course, we, we spoke to you briefly during my foray down under in Australia, um, we we surprised you with a call because you have so many fans down under, Casey. I, I don't think you understand the magnitude of this. 
Um, everybody down there was asking for you. Uh, Steve Castell from Scales and Tales Australia uh, is a huge, huge fan of yours and asked me to personally say hi to you for him. I mean, how does it feel to be so loved down under in, in such a huge way since the likes of young Einstein I've not seen is kind of a fervor? Well, it is quite intense and immense feeling, I must say. I would say that it's making me blush up top and also down under. <laughs> oh, lordy. <laughs> would you uh, would you be interested in hopping on one of those big fancy aeroplanes and heading on down to the other side of the planet to uh, to meet some of these people that find you so fascinating? Oh, I most certainly would. Do you think they you can... the greatest wildlife ever. That's true, that's true. Do you think you can do the the reverse Crocodile Dundee where you are taken from the wilderness of Wisconsin and put into an, a new environment, forced to adapt? Do you think you'd be able to make it? I would certainly do my best. I wouldn't have any great lines like... That's not a noise. This is a noise. I'd have to say something like, now here's a Broadway, don't you know? <laughs> I think you should totally use that against like some kind of thugs. It would it would work out very well. We'll have to check that out. <laughs> Man, I would... Oh, you know what I had? I had an idea for you, Casey. I, I wanted to tell you. I, I guess we can talk about it now real quick. Um, I, 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 wanna, I want you to come to New York... And um, I think you should consider going to, like, the Westminster Kennel Club show and uh, doing some UJR work down below and, and getting up close and personal with the pooches and their handlers. Is is that something that you think you'd be interested in? I love getting my hands on a nice pooch. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be able to roll with the bitches? <laughs> Behind the scenes, I roll with lots of bitches, Daniel. You know <laughs> Gacy, I find that simultaneously entertaining and disturbing, my friend, in, in the best way possible. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We're going to get started. Um, I am going to... Get with Mr. Joe Ball down in Australia. Now, I had the pleasure of visiting Joe um, earlier last month when I visited down for the Scales and Tails Australia Reptile Expo. And uh, Joe was nice enough. He was one of those people nice enough, just like the Ipers who we mentioned earlier, um, to open up his personal collection and let me see some fantastic animals, including a pretty much once-in-a-lifetime moment, which was being able to handle a lacy monitor. And uh, Gacy, I wish you were there for that. You you would have done splendidly getting to see those big, powerful lizards up close and, and being able to, to lay your hands on them in a glorious fashion. I love being at the mercy of anything big and powerful. <laughs> you think you can hang? I'd certainly do my best. I can take quite a load. You know that. <laughs> oh, God. 
All right, let me see. We're going to try to connect to uh, to Joe. Um, hang with me. Let's see if we can make this happen. And, um, yeah, let's see what, how it goes. Hold on. This is a journey into sound. Casey, there? I'm still here, Daniel. All right, hold on one second. I'm uh, I'm having some trouble connecting to Joe. Uh, you didn't just hear me talking to him right now, did you? I did not. Okay, hold on one second. Let me see if I can figure this puppy out. Did I leave you alone for all that time? Were, were you hanging on air by yourself, quietly? Just waiting and anticipating. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what happened. I uh, I was having some technical difficulties. I thought I'd be able to connect to Joe uh, via video on Skype last minute, but it wasn't happening. So he's going to give us a call into the studio and make life a little bit easier for me because we are adjusting to the new studio here at Urban Jungles, of course. And, um, you know, things can't go smoothly because 
it just wouldn't be the case. Right? Not at all. <laughs> Geek AC, are you um you're gonna join us undoubtedly this fall um for the Chicago NARBC show, aren't you? Oh certainly. I was hoping to be in good old Tim. Yeah, it was for sure a tough um, trip to make for the spring this time in Tinley. So unfortunately, um, we couldn't make it either. But that just means that we have to come back so much harder when we show up in the fall. I have some spectacular events that are planned for um for the fall for Tinley and um I'm hoping that it all works out and um we can deliver the excellence that I'm hoping to deliver and Casey we will not disappoint and, and I have some exciting new things for you too so I think you should Ooh. you should be doubly excited. I think you should start planning your outfit now. Um because I think that you are going to show and prove in a major way. And uh, we want you looking good. So, you know, visit the thrift shop. Look crispy and clean. Oh, I shall. <laughs> uh, no, no doubt that, that, that you shall. So we shall see. Um, coming up in a few weeks, we are actually going to have um, Jackie Bibby from... Uh, the uh I guess you could say it's that was that TV show what was it called that that rattlesnake or oh, rattlesnake republic, uh TV show that was on, um I think it was Animal Planet a couple of years back. Well, Jackie Bibby has been the poster child for rattlesnake roundups, not in a good way over the years. He's one of these guys that does a lot of stunts, and we've interviewed him in the past over at the Texas Rattlesnake Festival the first year. Um, this was about two years ago, and um, I actually just got word before coming on air that Jackie wants to come back on and talk to us about some of the stuff that he's done this year. Apparently, he's made some major moves, and he wants to share them with us. So I know that um, you can be excited for that, Casey. Casey, you got to get you to the Texas Rattlesnake Festival. I think Texas is going to love you. Oh, I sure hope so. It always looks like such a fun time. <laughs> it is. It always is. Um, you know, we 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 tend to bring the fun everywhere we go, Casey. That's just that's just how we roll, baby. Too true. Too true. <laughs> you missed. You know, I, when we catch up with Joe, I think we'll be able to talk about. It. Hopefully, if he can get through to us, I don't know if he must be having a hard time. Um, but <clears throat> if he gets on, we can talk a little bit about the um, good time we had in Australia because. Um, we had some amazing folks out there that we got to hang out with um, and visit their personal collections. And then just, I mean, we had the best group of Americans that were there. I wish you could have came, Casey. It was so freaking awesome. Um, I was down there with Savannah Bowen and Patty, who are actually going to call. You know what? They're actually, um, they are here. Are they? Yeah, you know what? They're here now. Let's take a call. Um, Savannah and Patty, they wanted us to head to Joe because they visited his place along with me. And um, they had a few things to say. So let me take their call. In the meantime, while we're waiting for Joe and see what comes up. Hold on. Um, everyone bear with me. It's it's the new studio, and, and, and Gacy's not here to hold my hand through this. So it's, it's a little rough. <laughs> All right, let's take this call real quick, and then we'll try to get back with Joe Ball. 
Hold on one second. This is Dominic Monahan, and you're listening to Urban Jungle Radio. Urban Jungle Radio. Urban Jungle Radio. Urban Jungle Jungle Radio. This is Dominic Monahan, and you're listening to Urban Jungle Radio. Traveler. Oh, we miss you so much. We wish you were here. Oh man, you guys must be having such a blast. Oh my gosh, so much fun. Um, like I woke up this morning and Tom was like, Well, you woke up a little bit late, but we need to go milk the cobras. And I was like, Yes, I love my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at you, man. You've had a hell of a week. Just even this week I've been watching your stuff and it's been pretty awesome watching you go everywhere. Yeah, I've gotten to do some really, really cool things with the <laughs> with the help of uh, lots and lots of great friends, but I knew I wanted to end up here so I could rest. <laughs> <laughs> I need a place to stay. Reptiles are, are a bonus, <laughs> but yeah, like seriously, man, you haven't stopped. What's your plan? Are you going to be, you're moving down to Florida, right? I am moving to Florida. I'm not sure which part yet. Um, I'm working on some different projects with some different people that'll be really cool. Like once they're, once people know what they are, and uh, <laughs> and I just cut a commercial today for a Cayman Adoption Society. You can adopt a Cayman that you could love and bring into your home, and uh, you know, <laughs> take baths with it, hang out. With it. So you should have been bottle feeding it and putting little like pink fluffy things on them. <laughs> Making them taste balls of string. <laughs> oh God, was that Patty screaming in the background? Used to do to yeah. Put yeah, it on a second. Let me let me talk to her. Here you go. Hey, Shefty bitch. Patty baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, do it right, Patty baby. <laughs> hey, Patty baby. How you doing, Patty baby? <laughs> hey, Patty baby. I just wanted to uh, I wanted to tell you, Tom, that um, I tried really, really hard uh, in Australia when. These women were all coming together to distribute pictures of you sleeping with, like, some makeup. I was like, ladies, ladies, please, common sense. Let's, let's not do this. And they were like, and Patty was like, Danny, stop being such a little bitch. Shut up. Stop and being like, a bitch, Danny. Yeah, yeah. So so I tried, Tom. I tried to stop them, but, you know, I got ahead. Yeah, right. He is a dirty choreographer. You are such a fucking liar. And, and, and this mittens is only like a partial payback. This thing. This mittens. This mittens is great. I loved it. I was cracking up. And I love the fact that people were like sharing that and saying that I was great. Bitch mittens. We have laughed a lot today, I said, I have to admit. That's good. That's, that's what it's all about, yeah. man. We do a lot of that every day, so. That's great. That's what it's all about. You guys have the this, best time. You have the best people coming down there and hanging out with you. I'm going to show you yeah, my that's bitch, Yeah, about just enjoying yourself and not hurting anybody else and trying to do the best you can for what's left of the planet, and that's all you can do. Yeah, man. Amen. Amen. I'm going to come down there. I'm going to test out bitch mittens on all the animals. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't get the they, they put mittens on to deal with us, but we don't put mittens on to deal with them. They're going to think it's food. <laughs> Amazon women and shit, so they don't have time that that sissy shit. I, I want to go in your turtle tank. I want to I want to go in your in swimming in your turtle tank. 
I don't know why. Put your speedo on and get in the tub. No worries. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Oh, no. Hold on. Tom wants to talk to you. Hold on. All right. One funny animal story for the day that tops it all over, and the best thing is these people are not fucking from Florida. Thank you. <laughs> Yellowstone National Park last week, some people are driving along the road and see a herd of bison and a poor bison calf about 50 yards away from the herd by the road. They thought it was cold. So they picked it up and put it in their car and drove to the ranger station, the living bison calf, with the mother chasing the car. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that stupid? <laughs> it's actually real, but it's real. I mean, you couldn't make it up. I mean... I'm never surprised by the stupidity of humans, Tom. But it's not even that small of a calf either. I mean, it probably weighed 150 pounds. It's like, how do, you, how do you get that in the car? That's like those people who bring home coyotes and bobcats thinking. Oh, I know, bobcats and shit. That's great. I can't tell you how many times that's happened here when people hit a bobcat and they think it's a fucking kitten and they take it home and then it comes back to life and it starts ripping their house apart and then they call everybody from the state. I know, and you, and you think all those people are stupid. And I'll took two stories from Belize involving Vanessa Crutchfield. Vanessa and her sisters were out road hunting one night on the old uh, Northern Highway. Yeah. And they found a a, a, a dead mortal crocodile on the road about seven feet long that had been run over by a car. So they take the crocodile up and put it in the back seat because we were taking St. John's Vianney College the next day as a preserve specimen. Right. The crocodile looked perfect. didn't have a mark on it. We get, we get the crocodile to the house, and Vanessa brings it in just across her shoulder. It probably weighed 150 pounds maybe. And when she laid it on the floor, its ear flaps are going. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then it came twice in the house. <laughs> and it went crazy and broke shit. And uh, then I couldn't jump on it because it's on the couch. And I'm giving, give me a rope, give me a rope. And we finally, like, long story short, I finally caught it, took it to the college the next day and taped it up. But if that, is, if that is, uh, came to in the back seat, it would have hurt them really bad, that crocodile. That was a big crocodile to have in the car. Good Not take that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the word is stupid. That's the point of the story, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Urban Jungle Radio. Urban Jungle Radio. Hi, this is Lucy Lawless. You're listening to Danny Mendez on Urban Jungle Radio. No, it was a good time down at the Crutchfield Farm. Those guys are having a great time. So shouts to them, and thanks for taking the time out the call. And uh, you got to head down there too, Gacy. <laughs> Listen, I have good news. Uh, I believe we have Mr. Joe Ball on the line. Hold on one second. Joe, is that you? Hello. Hey, hey, thanks so much, Joe, for calling in. I'm so sorry. We were having some problems with our Skype line, and uh, that's how I had originally anticipated speaking to you. No dramas. Oh, uh, perfect. Good to hear. Well, thanks for coming on, man, and, and, and coming on the show. I'm really excited to, to finally get a chance to talk to you proper. Um, I was uh, entirely too frantic while visiting you at your home with all of your amazing animals, and, and your collection <laughs> is just Outstanding, outstanding. I was so floored um, by your animals. And uh, 
not only the kinds of animals that you had, but I, I really got a great vibe from you, um, especially in how passionate you are about keeping your stuff. And it was it was obviously it was very visible in the animals and the enclosures and how excited you were about talking about them. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, well, I'm, I'm standing here in the Queensland sunshine, which you were sharing with me only a few weeks ago. And, um, there's a few monitors out basking. It's a shame that you can't visually see what's going on. I think you'd, you'd be a little bit jealous again. Oh, lovely. It's, it's like paradise. So you, you obviously are not originally from Australia. You moved there, um, I'm assuming, a while ago. Like, was that your intention? I mean, when, when, you, when you came to Australia, were you already a reptile guy, or is that something that happened? Yeah, after? I mean, I'm one of those kids that um, my parents used to find frogs and, or anything slimy or what other people perceive to be slimy in little buckets of water under my bed or little jars <laughs> or anything like that from the age of four or five. So I suppose I have a predisposition to have the reptile screw-up gene. I can't get rid of it. Um, I can only nurture it, and it's just out of control now. But mo- moving to Australia enabled me to follow that to the nth, you know. So um, it was one of the major reasons I came down here, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, no kidding. And, and you did it, and you did it well. Um <laughs> outstanding animals and outstanding collection and um it really is i mean it it really is a paradise your place and and seeing how well your animals are kept it's it's very liberating for me to to see a well-kept collection you know where where the animals are not crammed um into little tiny cages and, and where they're given a lot of room and appreciated for what they are and what they can do and what they're supposed to be doing um, you know, obviously having an important uh, a knowledge on, on their basic biology and, and recreating the, the proper habitat accordingly. And that was just all very visible in, in your organization and your design. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, it's just something for me that comes natural, you know. It's just studying, studying and watching animals and empathizing with them and you, you learn something from them the more and more you view them, you know. And in the environment that we have down here in Australia, it's it's made a lot easier. Um, I know particularly it's the monitors that you loved. And um, if you're a reptile enthusiast and you've got an acre of land in Australia, then, well, there's only one thing you're going to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Great. Keep as many as you can. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and your skinks, you know, it's crazy because because the blue tongue skinks. I mean, uh, maybe it's 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 because I live here in the states and haven't appreciated them because we don't have anywhere near the diversity that you have as far as you know the different morphs and the colorations of the skinks. I mean, were were they something that you were always drawn to, or because I I know nothing. Oh, I've always I know been. Nothing about I, I think, go on, sorry. So I was just gonna say I know like absolutely nothing about the history of the morphs of blue tongues in Australia, which I know you're like the master of. Well, I think when you look at all of us reptile keepers, we sort of if you if you if you cut us, we either bleed snakes or we bleed lizards. And I was always lizards from the outset. And um, when I got back into keeping reptiles in Australia, it was in the middle of a of the buzz when the albino carpet python was being released and everybody was chasing that. Mm. And I think what everybody seemed to overlook was that 
there were these amazing hypermelanistic blue tongues and albino blue tongues that had been discovered and made available via um, Snake Ranch. And not really many people took them up, you know. Everybody was that keen on the carpet python boom, and I just didn't find that as interesting. And I just, just got into those and set about on a collecting mission of every single locality animal I could find and every different mutation, whether it be proven or not. And um, it seemed to gather momentum, and then suddenly this thing has sort of gotten a bit out of control over the last few years with other people gaining interest. And I suddenly have come out, if you like, ahead of the game with all these projects. And um, it, it sort of highlight to, uh, highlighted to everybody the potential genetically of this genus of animals, you know? Yeah. How, how long of a journey was that with the Blue Tongue Skinks? It's it's a it's about an eight year journey now, and it simply was that there was uh, those two mutations available, which in reality are the two best you can possibly get when you think of albinism, which takes out all the black, and then hyper melanism, which goes and throws it all back in again. So you've got two two ends of the spectrum, and anything else that you can gather along the way to um, manipulate colours within you're going to be able to create pretty much any different colour that you like over, over a given period of time. And that that's basically what my sort of mindset was or my mission set, statement, so to speak. Hmm. And uh, as, you, as, you, as you've seen, um, that's come into fruition over the last couple of years. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, the variation is just mind-blowing. I could never, ever have even begun to fathom, you know, some of the color combinations that you've you've created. Um and also just it's also mind blowing how much variety there is even within, you know, the same technical mutations just because of the yeah, individual the polygenic variants across them. Uh, and I think that's that that's best illustrated by how much of a head turn it's grabbed out of you guys in the US, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got all those amazing mutations that um, you've made with the boar pythons, and there is a precedent with with the leopard geckos. Right. So, you know, all these mutations have been done with both the non-leg and the four-legged variety. So, for another species to jump out and grab everybody's attention, it really had had to go some to do that. Right. And the blue tongues, I think, uh, have done that, and I think that they can in some ways add their own edge to give them an edge on some of those other species. And that that's what will happen over the next few years. Yeah, I think it's pretty spectacular too that just the blue tongues themselves are so well suited to being pets and, and you know, they're conducive to, to being um, really cool pets for the most part. So just being able to produce them, you know, in every different color is such an advantage. Yeah, definitely a prerequisite. Um, it, it needs to be universally suitable for all, and that and that's the when you when you look at the other species that the, this kind of stuff has been achieved in. It, they're, they're all animals that fit that sort of size profile, ease of keeping, all those things that you just covered. Sure, absolutely. And uh, and as far as the, the monitor collection that you have, um, were you always a, 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 I know you said you were a lizard fan, but were monitors always high on your list? 
I, I had iguanas when I lived in the UK, so for me, any lizard really, I, I don't mind whether it's a, a tiny skink that runs on all around the walls of my house here, or whether it's a, a big monitor that's capable of running off with your domestic dog or cat, you know. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, so whatever the size, I, I'm interested if it's a lizard. Please. Is there anything, you know, let's say that uh, you had you had carte blanche, you were able to keep anything in the world. Is there anything specifically that you wish you could work with that you haven't yet? I think there's quite a few of us Australians that, that would like to keep a lot of the species that are held overseas. Um, and I'm fortunate in so much as I had a, a little period of time where I could have anything that I wanted when I lived in the UK. Um, and now I live down here. I don't really see it like that. I think that Australia's blessed with such such perfect fauna that I, I, I don't really, really have a desire to keep anything from, from any other country. That's not to say that it's not equally as beautiful, but I just think that the variety that we have down here is literally second to none, to be honest. Oh, I, I don't disagree with you in the slightest, and I just love the fact that you have that outlook on the animals that you're keeping is the fact that you recognize that, I mean, they're so beautiful in the variety of the animals, even just amongst the, the varanids themselves. I, you have such beautiful contrast from the tiny you know, dwarf monitors all the way up to the big parentes and, and the laces that you keep. It's so nice that you have that variety, and it's excellent that you can appreciate that, Joe. That, that's really why I, I loved seeing your collection and hanging out with you. That, that shines through for sure. Yeah, those big monitors for me, I mean, you've got the skinks where I've got sort of a mission statement and a design on what I'm trying to achieve, but the monitors for me is something that I say to other people. Some people have a Harley Davidson sat in their driveway. Well, I keep parentheses in my backyard, you know, and that I, I don't have any commercial ideas with them or, or have any, you know, sort of goals. I just wanted to keep those big monitors and just, just be able to say I own them. And for me, it was the big four monitors that there are in Australia, which is the Parenti, the Lace Monitor, the Panoptes, and the Spencers. And I, I, I wanted to own a group of all those um, to cover some of the variation within and just be able to enjoy them. And that's that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's spectacular. And I love the fact that you're not just solely driven by the motivation of, of, you know, the financial motivation of it all. That's so nice to see somebody who's just really passionate about it and, and enjoys, you know, the moments that they get to spend with these animals and appreciate them. For sure. And as I said before, the environment here enables you to do that. I was just speaking to someone earlier about keeping monitors indoors or outdoors. And for me, they've got to be outdoors. Those things, they just, you just, you just don't get to appreciate them unless you, unless you can get unless you can achieve that for sure yeah i agree i agree wholeheartedly they are seeing them i mean seeing them the way that you kept them is just so nice as as a zookeeper i didn't have experience at all with the majority of the monitors that you keep for obvious reasons here in the states but um as a keeper here in a temperate part in the northeast similar to what you i'm sure experienced in the uk you can't always keep the animals outside so it's always been my experience to keep them indoors and um to see the opposite to see at your place and to see them out in in the natural light you know behaving the way they should it was just oh so glorious and to see the power and the build on those animals. I've never seen 
you know, the the physical build. I mean, those, those panoptonies that you had. Um, God, those things were built like you know brick houses, man. And I've never seen them with that kind of fitness. And I think that's a testament to how it is that you were keeping them, you know, outside. Yeah, they're just basically wild. I don't handle them as you as you saw. I haven't handled them since you were here. And <laughs> um, the only time they're ever handled is is if somebody has a distinct desire to be shown them, and you you, you try and catch those things, and they. <laughs> They they certainly give you the runaround. I think you captured that great on that little video that you did. Yeah, 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 for sure. I would I would not do it unless I had to. And, and I thank you for that moment because uh, <laughs> I sure as hell would not do it for somebody else. Let me tell you. <laughs> that, that was that great. That thing nearly did escape, by the way, when I just got hold of its tail. I may have lo- <laughs> I may have looked uh, looked casual in holding it, but. I nearly lost and <laughs> well played, never recorded well again. No one had any clue. It was well played, and uh, I don't think anybody noticed. <laughs> but that was pretty slick, and that was amazing. I mean, once again, just to, to see those animals and to see the explosive power you know, behind them, it's such a difference than you know, the animal that's living under fluorescent and you know incandescent lighting with basking spots or whatever it's just such a different animal and it was so nice to see that thanks to you man i'm I'm so appreciative of that yeah they hit a new energy level when they get the ability to to bask all day in the sun and people don't realize just how explosive and how uncontrollable they can be when when um when exposed to that yeah, it's totally different, and that's something that bothers me, I think, about what my experience is with people who keep monitors, is that most people don't keep them adequately as far as space or things like thermal gradients or, or even, you know, optimal temperatures for the most part. So you've got these animals that are pretty lethargic and lay around, and it gets mistaken for them being tame or, you know, accustomed to captivity, where, you know, it's... It's like when I see animals kept the way that you kept them, which is what they should be in their natural environment, and they're exposed to the optimal temperatures, and they're walking, you know, and they're digging, and they're foraging, and you just see that. You see that in the limbs. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Animals. Whenever I want to do a photo shoot with any of those monitors, I wait for the winter uh, <laughs> and, and do it at a time when they basically don't move around, and they're, they're pretty pliable. And I think that's that's a mirror of how some people keep them all year round, you know, not quite getting up to those optimum temperatures. And, yeah. Another thing which was, I've seen commented on, uh, a photo of yourself holding gloves, and, and that, that always <laughs> frustrates me, holding them with gloves, and that always frustrates me on the Internet. When I like to see people holding monitors with gloves on, and uh, everybody always seems to have a go if you've got gloves on, calling you some kind of... Bitch yeah, mittens. For one thing, <laughs> the something like that, you know. <laughs> and and um, yeah, well, when you when you actually grab them out of their natural environment, you realise that you need more than just gloves if you, if you're going to be 100 percent safe. Yeah, absolutely. The gloves. I mean, the gloves are given. It, those animals, like I said, I don't think most people know the power behind those animals and there's no reason not to protect yourself it's silly not to so that that was fine that everybody takes their jabs it's all good it doesn't matter because yeah, that guy's a hold your lacy so yeah, <laughs> that's true. yeah screw you all it doesn't matter 
<laughs> awesome. So, man, thank you so much for calling in. I know it was it was definitely a bit of a struggle for you to get to us, and I really, really appreciate you getting taking the time to get on to us because I, I wanted to talk to you and I wanted to tell you once again how much I appreciated seeing your animals and 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 how beautifully they were kept. You know the wonderful condition that they were in and. What you've achieved so far with your passion and your focus on these animals is nothing short of spectacular. And it was so inspirational at a time that I've reached in my life when you know, I'm kind of jaded by a lot of the stuff that goes on in the animal world. Um, seeing you and the fire that you had when you're talking about your animals was was just really amazing. And I'm thankful for that. So thank you once again for, for that and for coming on the show tonight, man. Awesome, thank you. I've loved it. Good. Well, make sure you guys, where can we check out more about the stuff that you're working with, Joe? Well, um, I've got my Facebook page, which is bluetonguewizard.com.au. I'm also on Instagram, which is of the same name. Um, but I might get you to um, maybe share something, one of, one of those links to your page on Facebook so that others can um, can follow that and maybe flick you a couple of the best monitor pictures as well so that you can maybe just put pictures to a couple of things that we just spoke about. For sure, for sure. On our page this evening, I will set up some pictures from the visit to your place and let everybody know, and we'll also set up links so they can check out your groups. Um, if you're a Blue Tongue fanatic, you need to get onto Joe's pages. He's got some great discussion groups, and um, and you'll see all the activity going on between the keepers, which is really nice to get all that information out. So um, we will definitely put up links for everything and uh, get the word out there. And thanks again, brother. I really appreciate you coming on, man. Not a problem. Anytime. All right, have a great one. Take care. Yeah, thanks, Danny. Bye. Take care, Joe. Bye-bye. Cheers, bye. Joe Ball caught up with us despite the man trying to keep us down with technical difficulties he came through from Oz what do you think Casey that sounds like quite the collection yeah he did he had a a really spectacular collection of um, like you said some of the really large Australian monitors and he had uh, just blue tongue skinks of every color from like purple greenish to just Paper white, jet black, um, just oh, really, really nice stuff. Um, he also had a lot of things we didn't even talk about, but he's got you know things like um, cool carpet pythons and and like children python stuff. And and it's cool. One of the things that I noticed about Joe, which is what drove me to ask him to come on the show, was um, one of the examples that he was talking about in his collection was at one point he had 
you know, these these two snakes that he raised up and they were a het for something or other and he planned on breeding them together and he bred them together and they produced some kind of like new cool morph of, uh, I believe it was like a, a I want to say a children's python. Um, and um, he just like up and sold the parents that produced it and then just kept a couple of the babies and raised them up and then bred them back. So for him, it was a good thing. Like he didn't even care. You know, most people would have kept back the parents and continued to breed them year after year and making a profit. And uh, he just sold everything and just like held back two babies and raised them up. And it just, it was a clear indication to me that he just genuinely enjoys working with the animals. And that was really refreshing to see in somebody that's not purely motivated by profit. I was reading that he had land moments. I was quite curious. Is it just a bunch of little Joe Dirts running around? We should have asked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Gacy. I can't wait to bring you to to the hood. And uh, you can come hang out with us in the studio. In the new dungeon. It's pretty badass. I know my way around dungeons. That's for sure. I know you do, you freak. <laughs> All right, brother, we're going to wind down this episode of Urban Jungles Radio. Um, I'd like to thank Savannah Bone for calling in, along with Tom Crutchfield and Patty Allington, and I think Stacey Maltz was in the background. Thank that whole crew for hanging out. Um, of course, I'd like, to, I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Joe Ball for calling in and, and chatting with us about all the stuff that he loves and, and all the cool stuff that he's working with. So shout out to Joe. And special thanks to you, good sir, Mr. Gay Seaminger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for, for hanging with me this evening in the absence of the wingman and um, having you chill. I think uh, if I could get my shit together and get everything working, um, I, I think you should uh, hang out with us on on the cam and uh, be visible in the studio with us at some point, maybe next week, so that Andy and I can gaze upon your deep blue pearls of wisdom as, as you impart it throughout the show. Oh, I'm being more happy too. <laughs> I'm so poetic sometimes, it's scary. <laughs> Alright, Casey, say goodnight to everybody. Good night, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, our jungle junkies. We love you guys and um you rock and we will catch you next week with all the good stuff. So be good. Be good everybody. Stay out of trouble, gay. See <laughs> The Beast Master has spoken.
Urban Jungles, Friday nights. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.